Hello, I'm Daryl Rutt, and this is News Folder 19, the podcast that everyone will be listening to tomorrow, assuming everyone but me dies off tomorrow. Imagine that. No one to piss me off. (laughs) That might be nice for a little while. Today's topics include Cuban socialism woes. American Socialism Woes, American Socialism Funding, and I think you can see where I'm going with this. I'm going to also try not to scream through this one, although I may do so. With that in mind, please support the sponsor, Camp Ridger Seasoning at CampRidger.net. One of the few seasoning businesses out there that are salt-free, allowing you to salt to your own taste. That's right, all blends are salt-free. If you're on a restricted diet, you don't need to worry about it. You can salt or not salt. They also make great gifts for someone who loves to grill. And even though it's cold as can be here in South Dakota, minus 14 right now, spring is not that far away. Order now. That's CampRidger.net. With that in mind, let's get into the show. New story number one out of Havana. Shortly after Cuban taxi driver Javier Ernesto heard fuel prices were set to soar five-fold on February 1st, he bolted for his local gas station. Quote, We're trying to fuel up before they raise prices, unquote, he said, as he waited in a line of vehicles several blocks long. Cubans crowded gas stations and braced for the biggest single jump in fuel prices on the island in decades, a measure that the communist-run government says is necessary to control deficit spending and raise funds for imports of food, medicine, and, ironically, more fuel. No. If you want to control deficit spending, quit spending. Apparently, their government is watching our government too many hours during the day. Maybe they want to go into $34 trillion worth of debt themselves, like our stupid country. Price increase for the popular 94-octane gasoline will bring a single 40-liter tank of fuel, which is about 10 gallons, to the peso equivalent of about $23, well over the average monthly state salary of $15.60. So yeah, your gas costs more than your monthly salary. If you didn't catch that, that's monthly salary less than $16. And we wonder why they want to come here. End the damn sanctions. Let Cuba grow economically. But no, why change what hasn't worked for over 60 freaking years? The announcements, though rumored for months, rock Cuba, where residents who depend on vast state subsidies to survive have seen inflation spike and cost of most goods and services skyrocket because... That's what you get with socialism. It's happening here in America, but because our liberals are so much smarter than all the other countries' liberals, we don't see it. We are the frogs in the ever hotter soup, but we're too stupid to get out. 
the government, which said it will also raise prices of liquefied gas used for cooking and electricity for top-tier users, said it will protect the vulnerable from rising prices. And how exactly are you going to do that? Well, more subsidies, of course. It's a never-ending cycle. There aren't any smart leaders left anymore. The world must have been hit by a big giant solar EMP about 20 years ago because all of our brains have been completely fried over the last couple of decades. News story number two. The U.S. Department of Labor issued a final rule that will force companies to treat some workers as employees rather than less expensive independent contractors. Why? I know why, but for now, let me criticize. We don't need to be demanding more of businesses. We need to be, we need to be demanding less of businesses. Every human being in this country should be able to walk into any business, ask for an interview, and if he or she gets hired, should be able to exchange work for cash and nothing else. No benefits, no income taxes, no union dues, no nothing. Just cash for work. That's how it used to be in this country. It was a long time ago, but that's the way it worked. That's how we became the greatest country in the world. All this liberal bullcrap is putting us into reverse gear. The rule is widely expected to increase labor costs for businesses that rely on contract labor or freelancers, such as trucking, manufacturing, healthcare, and app-based gig services. Studies suggest, well, they show, let's face it, that employees can cost companies up to 30% more than an independent contractor. That means higher prices for you at the pump or at the counter. The rule will require that workers be considered employees rather than contractors when they are, quote, economically dependent, unquote, on a company. It replaces a Trump administration regulation favored by business groups that said workers who own their own businesses or are free to work for competing companies can be treated as contractors, which is what the rule should be. Under this rule, I would have been considered an employee when I was working. Why? Because I only contracted with one company as a flooring installer. Oh, I was free to work for other companies, but I didn't want to. The other companies nearby were a bunch of ass clowns who had poor work practices that I didn't want to deal with. Quality contractors can be hard to find, especially in a small city. There are other factors that go into contractor versus employee calculations, but when in doubt, if the worker wants to be considered independent, let them be. Enough with the interference. Acting U.S. Labor Secretary Julie Su, that's S-U, said the misclassification of workers as contractors rather than employees particularly harms low-income workers who would benefit the most from legal protections such as a minimum wage and unemployment insurance. Guess what, Julie Sue? Those workers would benefit even more if employers could use all those government-mandated benefits 
to pay their employees what they were worth instead of having to pay for the benefits. Then let the worker decide how to spend their money. Getting rid of worker classifications would put everyone on a level playing field. Quit pitting one group against another group. Quit trying to screw the little guy who just wants to work and be left alone. News story number three. Congressional leaders reached an agreement on overall spending levels to fund the federal government in 2024. But just for the record, this isn't the entire budget. It's just to fund government operations. It doesn't include Social Security, welfare, infrastructure, or anything like that. And how much is this going to cost you? About $1.6 trillion for fiscal 2024, just for the government to exist and run a military. Johnson, the Speaker of the House, said Republican negotiators won key modifications as part of the deal, which he said will further reduce non-military spending by $16 billion from a previous agreement and $30 billion less than a proposal the Senate had considered. That's out of $1.6 trillion. That's one-tenth of one percent. But, hey... We're already $34 trillion in debt. Let's double it again in eight years. We've been doing that for over the last two decades now. Double or nothing, and it's always double. The only good news is it accelerates plans to slash the new IRS funding by $20 billion. In addition, congressional negotiators are now up against a deadline to write and pass 12 individual appropriation bills. Funding for roughly one-fifth of the government expires on 19th of January, while the rest of the government remains funded until February 2nd, Groundhog Day, which is ironic because the government's just the same day after day, like the movie. Of course, there is the never-ending alternative option of yet another continuing resolution. Here's a better idea. How about an agreement that freezes spending at 2019 levels before COVID for the next 15 years or 20 years? People learn to suck a little less off the government tit every year, learn to work a little more for what they want in life, and best of all, Learn to live like a damn responsible adult should. The only thing that keeps me from being embarrassed by my country is no other country is any better. It's pathetic. Continuing resolutions are what we need. No more added spending. Quote, if the hard right chooses to spoil this agreement with poison pills, they will be to blame if we start careening towards a shutdown, unquote, said Chuck Schumer. And he continued, quote, and I know Speaker Johnson has said that nobody wants to see a government shutdown, unquote. Wait a minute. I do. Keep the Social Security Department going since failure to do so would be robbing me of money already stolen from me before and shut down the rest of government. Nothing could be better. Force Americans into being real adults again, not a bunch of candy-ass crybabies. With that, 
it's time to take a short break. I'll be back in about 35, 40 seconds. Only 15% of podcasters will ever earn a single penny in profit. Yet more continue to record for one reason. They enjoy informing and entertaining. If you'd like to support this show, visit newsfolder19.com and click on the Buy Me a Coffee or Merchandise links. All donations are greatly appreciated. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to News Folder 19. Just need to do my usual shout outs to Danheim, the provider of the music for the show, and to Susan Kennedy, who does all the voiceovers. In addition, please consider supporting my podcast at my podcast site, newsfolder19.buzzsprout.com. That's newsfolder19.buzzsprout.com. And thank you. With that, let's get into the last two stories. New story number four. Ariane Childre, a Democrat vying for a seat in the Ohio House of Representatives, learned last week that the head of her county's Republican Party, Robert Hibner, asked the local board of elections to reject her campaign petition. Why did he ask? In his letter to election officials, he accuses her of violating a 1995 Ohio statute that requires political candidates to disclose any legal name changes in the five years previous to an upcoming election. Rules such as this and rules that require financial disclosure statements are put in place to verify people are who they say they are and to reveal any potential conflicts of interest now or in the past. When I ran for office in South Dakota in 18 and 20, I was asked the same. Why is this an issue for Miss Childre? Well, because she, he, it is a transgender woman. Childre is among the four transgender candidates running for state office this year. Her, and I use the term loosely, entrance into state politics comes as anti-trans sentiment is increasing across the country. With a record 510 anti-LGBTQ bills introduced by state lawmakers in 2023. Childre is hoping to unseat longtime incumbent Angela King, a Republican. Childre decided to run after King introduced a bill that would prohibit drag performances in public places in Ohio, which, if other performances are allowed, is a racist, sexist law that should never come to pass. Equality is equality even if we don't like the wannabe equality. There is good news, however, for Childre. The Republicans challenged her candidacy was deemed invalid this week because, under Ohio election rules, a letter of protest cannot be filed by a member of the opposing party. Despite that determination, however, County Assistant Prosecutor Amy Eichard 
told local reporters that the Mercer County Board of Elections could still proceed with Childrey's hearing now scheduled for the 18th of January. Why? Quit wasting taxpayer money. It's against the law. I don't understand it. Childrey said she was unaware of the statute requiring them to disclose her dead name. A dead name is a term used by trans people to refer to the name given at birth. She also said, quote, had I known about this law, I would have included my dead name on my petitions, unquote. So here's some free advice for anyone deciding to run for office. Always, always, always check your state's codified laws on the requirements for running for government office. It's your duty to know. It's not the state's duty to inform you. If you need a lawyer to help you, hire one. Last but not least, news story number five. Imagine never running out of milk again. You pour the last bit into your cereal, which is, incidentally, also empty now, and then head to work. By the time you get home, the empties have been replaced as if by magic. Oh, yeah. Walmart has announced a new feature of its in-home replenishment service that aims to automatically order the right stuff at the right time and hand it off to a delivery person who can drop things off in a fridge in your house. No thank you. I am not letting a stranger in my house to do something I could and can do for myself. What are you, insane people? Looney Tune people all around this country. You know, they're everywhere. You can't even fully trust people you do know in today's world. And you're going to let someone that you don't know into your house? No! By training AI models on your habits and Walmart's overall knowledge of how people buy and consume, the company figures it can begin to make your grocery list for you. Again, what is wrong with you? Why would you subject your eating habits to Walmart? Are you completely incapable of making your own decisions? Apparently so. The last three years have proven it. Sam's Club is also building a device that sits at the exit of the store and scans shoppers' carts to make sure they have paid for everything in there. This will sound familiar to anyone following Amazon. The company's Go stores also use computer vision to track what's in your cart. Don't be surprised to see something similar in Walmart before long. If they do this in your store, quit shopping there. Corporate America does not need to know your eating habits. If you haven't made the connection yet, let me make it for you. Your health insurer will buy that information and use it to charge you higher rates if they think you aren't eating healthy. And by the look of everyone's waistline today, we obviously are not. Walmart claims its goal is to use AI to make the shopping process easier and quicker. No, it's not. Its goal is to own you. 
to make you its consumer slave and for you to accept what it wishes for you. Wake up, America. You are being brainwashed from the time you wake up until you go to sleep and some of you probably even through the night. Think for yourselves. Do for yourselves. Voluntary slavery is no better than forced slavery. The puppet masters are winning and you are their guinea pigs. Stop the insanity. Start being an adult. Take responsibility for yourself. Quit signing it over to high tech. With that, it's time to call it another podcast. You know the mantra. Question authority, especially corporate and government. And always be free. Thank you for listening to News Folder 19. All rights are reserved and unauthorized use is prohibited. However, you may share the podcast links. Till next time, have a great day.